No, man. It's like a it's a Twitter account that hosts listen, the live space. Listen, listen. <laughs> Let me explain something to you. We old as fuck. We might be the same age, but we old as fuck. You have okay. a podcast. You have a podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Los Wise Guys Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Eslam, a.k.a. Rock, God of the Sun, accompanied by Dan, Emperor Disco, and Danny, a.k.a. Papa Sunkiller, along with our special guests, Mike and Drew, how you guys doing? Doing good. Thanks for having us. What's up? What's up? Yep. Hello. That's that's what people <laughs> love to hear, Mike, while they're listening to a podcast. <laughs> that part's great. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah, some a little bit of ASMR. You know what I'm saying? That's that's <laughs> how guys, we start like, this shit. Do you guys want to hear some gargling? No thanks. No. Unless it's okay. comes, we don't want to hear it. Um, you can't say that. <laughs> let's let's jump into the main. Are we uh, a minute into the podcast yet? I'm already disappointed. No, we're <laughs> still a under minute. a minute, but hey, nice. that's how we do. Listen, uh, let's jump into the main topic right away, and our main topic is going to be about crypto today with our special guest Drew, who has created his own NFT and crypto coin. But before we get into that, we're going to get into a little bit about Drew. So, Drew, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we uh, sure. before we jump into crypto? Sure thing. Um, so, pretty much like my crypto adventure, I guess, probably started about three years ago. Um, started trading stocks and options, um, futures, and got introduced to the standard like tokens. So, Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, Cardona, Gala, Polygon, you know, the main coins that a lot of people hear of. Um, so I started exploring them, you know, finding out that there were there was a lot more to crypto than just like these major coins. And there's something called DeFi and DeFi opened up this like giant portal for me, man, where you can if you can think about it and find a developer that knows how to code it properly, anything's possible. And it's taken me like Mikey can tell you, man, like financially, it's all it's it's been a roller coaster. You know what I mean? But um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be doing it still if I wasn't profiting from it. Um, I'm talking about trading, trading crypto. But as far as developing a token and a, and a project in uh, in a scheme that I'm doing, it is like uh, it's expensive. You know what I mean? I've definitely mm-hmm. come out like thousands and thousands of dollars to fund this project. But uh I think it's going to pay off. You know what I mean? So I hope it does, man. Yeah, it's going to be uh, cool, but we'll start. We wish we'll, you nothing we'll get but into success. The, yeah, we'll get into the project a little bit later, but um, that's what got me into into crypto. I started regular, you know, regular stock investments, found out about mm-hmm. regular crypto, you know, the main coins, and then started digging a little bit deeper. And I just find, you find spaces, you know, you find uh, like these Twitter spaces and telegrams and discords that, dude, everybody that I talk to teaches me something new every day. And I'm sure yeah. when I talk with them, you know, they learn something new every day because it's it's so new. You know what I mean? Like this space is so new and so fresh that it's impossible for nobody, somebody to know everything about this. You know what I mean? There isn't, oh, a, there isn't a person. There's, it's impossible. Um, there's new things coming out every day. Every, there's new every day. types of coin. You have your, like you said, your DeFi. You have your, um, I'm not sure if this is the same as DeFi, but you have your, um, uh, fuck, I forgot what it's called already. But um, 
like oh, decentralization? Same thing. Like, yeah, um, that's, that's what that is. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. We we have we've talked about crypto before. Mm-hmm. We got on the hype uh, of Dogecoin back in the day. Yeah, I know that one. And um, we did Doge. Um, I think uh, the guys fell off after that. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I'm sorry for speaking. No, no, yeah. I, I, I still I, I still own stuff. No, no, I know, but you haven't no. like invested in new things since no. then, right? Yeah. No, so that's what I mean stuff. by fell off. It was a one, one, one and done for you guys. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I kind of got in and I used Robinhood, which is like the worst like app ever, and mm-hmm. yeah. like fucked me over. <laughs> and I yep. lost. I lost. Ended up losing a bunch of money, and then kind of like left that sour taste. And then, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of like dropped Doge because it also was kind of like also Elon Musk was like sending out tweets, and I felt like it was fluctuating a lot, and I wasn't like super experienced. So I was just like, ah, I don't know. It's like it just felt. It felt like I didn't really know, so I just like I kind of just backed off. Like, yeah. so the thing with crypto, and this goes crypto in general, the way that, and I, it's going to be the proper term, but the way that the market can be manipulated by social influencers is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember uh, Dogecoin because I was really, really into it. Remember, Mike? Like, I I did this all day long and contemplated quitting my job. I did it too contemplated quitting my job because i was making more money you know buying and selling all day than i was at my <laughs> at work you know what i mean but um the the way that somebody could manipulate the market as long as they have an impact on social media and you know they could they have an outreach is is crazy and it was kind of the perfect storm because robin hood we were at the peak of the g you know gamestop amc thing you know yeah that's there, it, it was it was already yeah. attracting you know there was already a lot of new investors or casual investors, I'd call them, um, setting up a Robinhood account. So it was like the perfect storm. Then Dogecoin came out, or didn't come out. It was out for a while, but it got you know hyped up because um, Elon Musk said something about it. Robinhood so happens to list mo- this one coin out of the six that they have listed. Come on, you know what I mean? It was. It's more to it than what everybody really knows. But um, yeah. Robinhood made a whole lot of money on this, and well, that, I think as that of, funded um, their DeFi wallet that they have now. I think uh, there's a lawsuit against Musk right now for like uh, market manipulation. Yeah, like with Dogecoin. They're think, but, they're, I, I mean, I don't know yeah, if it got no. dropped or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, sure that I'm sure it will get dropped just because the things that he said in his tweets. And he's just, the guy's not stupid. You know what I mean? He knows, no, of course he knows law. He's a genius well. for sure. And uh, he never said buy Dogecoin, you know, never. No, no, ne- no. And the only way you could take somebody to uh, for market manipulation is if you are advising people to purchase an asset. Yeah. And you're not. And then you sell. Uh, you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just saying, yeah. hey. Named, Most of the I time, he was just like Doge. like Doge Didn't to the he moon. Did he say like yeah. Doge to the moon? That kind of like exactly. That's literally he kept saying. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> that's just saying like, man, I hope it goes up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so so the guys dropped off after like that whole fiasco. Um, I did I did a little bit more looking into other things, um, and I jumped on to Shiba Inu. Good move. And uh, safe, safe moon. Oh, when did you sell um, either? No, oh, I did not. So. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm holding yep. on to both of them. It's okay. Um, so, so with Shiba, I actually like my my initial investment when it was at its highest point. I actually like made ten times my initial investment, Easy. which was which was like really good. I mean, it dropped a lot now, but who knows? It'll and, and like everything dropped because of like the the state of the world and the market and stuff and like a lot, that. There's a lot more to that so, too that we could get into as well. Yeah, definitely. So um, I'm definitely gonna be, keep holding on to my uh, my Shiba Inu. I still have my Doge, um, and I've been just buying like little bits of um, of Bitcoin every time it dips like really low. So that's like usually has been like I'm not trying to like I'm not trading all day. I'm just like hodling pretty much. Yeah. You know, like so, when it dips really low, I buy a little bit. Yeah. I, I hodl it, and hopefully in the long run everything is gonna jump up, and then I'll my my small investments um, will uh, pay off, bring big reward. They, they yeah, so that's that's my strategy so for I, because I'm not gonna go in with a lot of money. No, of course, and you know there's big risk, big reward, and then <laughs> there's like you know uh, I'm I'm more of the small. I'm gonna take very small risks, hope for high reward. If not. If I break even or I make a little bit more, I'm good with that. So I have, I'm not the gambling I have, type. Yeah. You know? So I have a strategy for somebody that uh, that buys and holds their tokens. You know what I mean? Um, and it's called yield farming, right? So mm. if I'm bullish, you know, are you familiar with like stock lingo and shit like that? A little bit. Okay. So if I'm, you know, a bull, like you know, bullish, I know okay. is when it's go when, when it goes it's up. doing good. Right. So yeah. if I'm yeah. bullish on a token, right, and I know I'm going to hold this this crypto asset, I want it to I want it to make me more money, right? Everybody mm -hmm. likes making more money. So you put these tokens in something that's called a farm or a pool, and you stake these tokens. And I'm looking at um, you know, something for Doge right now. So you pair these two tokens. You pair Doge and BNB. BNB is uh the native token for uh, Binance, Binance chain, coin, right? Yeah. Yep. And you're able to earn 9.7% APR, right? And you're okay. paid that in tokens. Now, let's, that's not taking into um, consideration the, hopefully, the appreciation of the value of this token. So you're getting 9.7% of the tokens that you're staking. So, but, but who's to say that those tokens that you're going to get rewarded aren't going to be worth 10x what they are now? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's a strategy that I try to that I use on most of the tokens that I'm, I'm just holding mm -hmm. because and holding a token and in my just wallet sorry is doing to nothing. cut you off. Just a disclaimer. This is not, this is not advice. professional. This is not professional <laughs> financial advice for anybody to follow. Uh, we are just, um, just talking about it, discussing Sh our own our strategies. <laughs> yeah. And our experiences and you do with that what you will. This is not financial advice. <laughs> Don't um, blow your life savings on Doge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't, do, don't do that. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. But, um, um, and so I'm looking at some of these farms right now. I wish I could do like a like screen view or screen something share. while we were in here. But um, you know, like I said, Doge and, and BNB, nine point seven one percent. You got Ethereum USDC. So that's Ethereum to a US dollar. I hate coin. Ethereum. I know, but I had um, such but, a know, bad for, experience for people, with Ethereum. For people that want to hold it's it, fucking worst. You make you're making almost six percent APR. So yeah. these APRs are. Where else are you getting? Very high. Where you get? I mean, that's no. But the thing is, that's very that's, low. That's like that's very low for somebody that experiences DeFi. 
I was I was messing with yield farms that were giving me four percent daily. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you just got to do it the right way. You know, you got to. This is something you're on well, top I of. Well, I mean, all even whether it's four percent daily or just like six percent or whatever, that's still higher than any bank. It's going to give you on a savings account. It's going to give you on a um, a oh, CD. Um, like the only, you might get close with a Roth IRA or, um, like uh, like certain government bonds, but like you're, it's gonna be, and those things are for years, yeah. right? It's not like you can put them and take them out. There'll be penalties. Mm. Obviously, you get charged gas fees with, um, but it's also with certain but, tokens but and gamble. stuff like that. It's but, a gamble. Who's gonna say that yeah, this token's exactly. gonna keep going up in value? It, it could, could crash. Could crash yep, exactly. And your tokens. I'm not a big fan you. of the. Of the 401k, honestly, I had mine. I was putting in like $500 a month and I looked at it and the guy's like, yeah, so in the past like four years, I've been putting like this much money in it. I think in total, like of my own money, it's like seven grand. It's at $10,000 right now. I'm like, I'm like, it's ass. And then one of my other buddies is telling me like, you know that when you retire, you take that money out, they get to tax the shit out of that. I was like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah. they get to tax the shit out of that. I was just even, like, even at this, even at, even when it matures. Yeah. Like, like say you have a million dollars. They in take Jersey, almost half of that. In Jersey, they do. Even oh, after wild. the fact. Jesus so Christ. it's like you spent – so not for nothing, but basically the amount of money that you just put into your 401k. You're getting half of that. Because yeah. you're you've already, you've already essentially <laughs> invested that. I would rather invest yeah. that back in the stocks. I have in my own stocks because I was trading – I think I was trading a little bit you're before You already paid tax on that just getting it. <laughs> right. So in 2020 when the market crashed – Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when the market crashed in 2020, I had a, a – a, decent sum of money that i've been saving up and i just dumped it into the market when everything was low so i bought like sunoco i bought carnival cruise royal caribbean i bought airlines i bought fuck i don't even know what oh, else fuck i bought cruises oh dude they did really good for me Not this, yeah, um, stock made me a whole i did ford <laughs> i like i got i got a lot of things oh no I, I understand the stock making you a lot of money cruises are just pieces of shit mm-hmm. and i will not invest in them well um they made me a lot and I got dividend yields from them and then I would take those dividend Mm -hmm. yields and I would just start peddling it back through. So then like, it just kind of became its own thing. So that we're like Mm -hmm. the amount of, the amount of like a dividends I get paid out is close to about a grand now every three months. And it just pays me out. I just throw it back in or if I take it out, if I really want to pay off a bill fast, you know, that's, that's basically it. Nice. Doge actually redid the house that I just bought the inside <laughs> oh very cool so yeah very nice that was, money for that yeah. One too. yeah yeah you'll have to teach me some skills man so i can start uh, yeah man we uh making some money off of this stuff too i just gotta show you how uh what else has, well, he has a... gotten you <laughs> i'll show you what uh yeah i'll show you what it goes on what goes on the possibilities right what else stuff. yeah well what else um what else okay has so what else has crypto gotten you i mean I have a lot of tokens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think you got a new car. You got a new car with help with that. Right? But the thing, this is the thing, dude. I don't like to withdraw my crypto. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I rather, I don't look at my crypto as fiat assets. You know what I mean? Because if I put yeah. a face value to these tokens, um, I'd fucking blow my head off because I've seen 80% drops. You know what I mean? On, oh, on, yeah, on yeah. total portfolios. I've been halved and then halved again the next day, you know, where you got like 120 grand and that shit turns to $20,000. You know, that's, that's happened to me a few times. So you become numb to it and you (laughs) learn that I don't look, 
I'll look at the price of the token when trading, but I don't look at my portfolio as uh, mm -hmm. especially in a market condition that we're in right now. I don't look at it as a dollar yeah. amount. I'm just trying to accumulate as much as I can. I buy a shit ton mm -hmm. of NFTs like when they first like release and I sell them the next yeah. day at the floor price just to accumulate, you know, the token that I I'm, I'm bullish on Crow, yeah. the Kronos blockchain. So I try and get as much of that token as I, I possibly can. And if that's swing trading tokens or if that's, you know, um, minting NFTs and selling them for a floor price or even minting NFTs and selling them, holding them for a few weeks and selling them later. If they have utility, I stake them or, or something like that. But I just want to get as many of these tokens that I, I feel have um, longevity to them as possible. Because this okay. dude, cryptos, honestly, if 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 you don't think that this is going to be integrated um, sometime near in like in the near future, you you're kind of like blind. Because if you think that the SEC wants to regulate something that they're not going to utilize, you're fucked up in the head. No, you yeah, the I mean? government is already working on trying to. <laughs> but that's that's uh, for that's for a reason so. because they know that yeah. the, this this money thing that they have going on is unsustainable. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's yeah. ways to make a crypto token unsustainable. There's inflationary tokens, deflationary tokens, yep. but it all has to do with how you how you code your tokenomics and where you have your taxes directing to. And is your liquidity going to be accurate with, you know, major buys? And then when people mm -hmm. sell off, do you have a tax incorporated where it's going to maintain your liquidity? Like those all play a role when you're developing yeah. a token. And if you don't know what what your goal is at the end of everything, you're going to fuck everything up. You know, it's a part of my language. You're yeah. gonna, you're gonna destroy. Um, oh no, we curse all, all the time. Right, I yeah. think I cursed like six times already. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> good, <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not hear me say he... Mike can gargle come? Oh, that's right. Like, it was literally it was the first literally... thing that he said. I was like, you can't say <laughs> that. Within like thirty seconds of the podcast. I'm, just, uh, I'm, I'm used to a lot of spaces that uh, you kind of got to curb it a little. Oh bit. yeah, yeah. Well, you have the young kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm not okay. even talking about here, but like you know, uh, Twitter spaces and podcasts and shit oh, like right. that. Yes. Can you tell okay. us more about these communities that you're in? Like, like where are they and who are they? Just like, I don't know, just like some of your favorite ones or, like yeah. or I don't know. So, I think he's talking about tokens, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. So tokens. Is that, that what you mean by spaces? I thought. I thought oh, no. Spaces. I, I mean, like, like, I mean, like Twitter spaces and um, telegrams and discords and live chats and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. well, he, he has I, his yeah. own discord well, I, I server. I guess they're like little communities. Yeah, exactly. So. I, uh, in the morning, um, honestly, on my way to work, there's this uh, Twitter space. And it's kind of like a podcast because it's, you know, people hop on and you can mute or unmute them. And it goes live for about three or four hours. And it's a bunch of people just, you know, in there shooting the shit. But it's called Coffee and Crow. So Crow mm -hmm. is the coin for Kronos. That's the blockchain that I that I develop on and I, I use. Um, and it's Okay, just, so that's what you use as a base for your nft and coin no no that's just my morning one <laughs> that's my that's the one that i go okay. to in the morning you know what i mean and then throughout the day there's these um this lounge that i go to called leo's lounge i hop into a couple of his uh his lounges but twitter is definitely where i uh, i attend most of my my spaces okay so are these like so all right i'm sorry are these on like um something to do with the metaverse or this has nothing to do with the metaverse no, you're saying lounge and i'm thinking of twitter. like a 3d space all right so if you just okay, like okay, okay. go on Type twitter thing or if like... you go on no man it's like a it's a twitter 
account that hosts listen, the live space. Listen, listen. <laughs> Let me explain something to you. We old as fuck. We might be the same age, but we old as fuck. You have okay. a podcast. You have a podcast. Dude, dude, listen, listen, listen. You are talking to like three like 67 year old men right now <laughs> right so like you're saying a lot of shit that i have no idea I think you're smart because you got glasses like, disco's got glasses fuck you but, uh, yeah. <laughs> right, so by twitter space i mean like a, an open an open an open voice chat we don't know you're young in lingo yeah. okay it's like it's like an xbox live party chat for for exactly us it's just like a live okay. chat where you thank can you. just discuss thank you like, for putting guess, it in terms that we I got understand you. <laughs> i got you bud don't worry but yeah oh, um, but a lot of the people that you know that i surround myself in these communities are um they tri- they do crypto for a living you know what i mean they they have yeah. a project they buy and sell uh crypto assets to make their their income for the month or whatever and they host these these spaces and they get paid off promotions and shit like that so Mm -hmm. um i'm definitely a believer in you are who you surround yourself with you know what i mean and these people that i talk to every day are are people that i aspire to be like um Mm -hmm. but they're cool man and i and i'm not trying to say like I'm playing like a butt buddy with them, but I try and follow them around to every space that they're possibly in because they're exposing me to so much social marketing for my project. It's ridiculous. You know, I, I, yeah. And I also, you can get, you can like, you can like pick their brains and like learn from them really. It kind of gives you more opportunities. I mean, if, if, yeah, we, I mean, if the podcast space was similar to this, then we would be doing the same, but you know, it's, it's hard for like, to collaborate with other podcasters you know what i mean mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. everybody's in their own lane so like the podcast community like for 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 like like let's take comedians for for a sec right they're like that right every every comedian does every other comedian's podcast they like uh promote each other they do this they do that but with like um with everybody else especially if you're trying to break in like there's like millions of podcasts yeah. you know what i mean so it's 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 it's, all about it's different, networking. but I, I definitely understand. Like, we would be doing the same thing if it was just easier to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But no, why wouldn't you want to do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not, um, and, and I'm not like, writing. Even a, I'm in, not writing a coattail. You know what I mean? It's just they. I'm cool with them. You know what I mean? Like we talk, yeah. we text, and we talk on the phone, and yeah, it, it's like developing any other business relationship. Exactly. Exactly. It's, and you yeah, guys, it's, what do you guys do? Just like share ideas, or be like, "Oh, this is what I'm into right now." Or yeah. Like, so like, so coffee and crow. So coffee and crow that I listen to first thing in the morning. Not listen to, but that I I'm active in as well. Um, we talk about like you know we recap what happened yesterday because dude, this shit changes every day. You know what I mean? So we recap over yesterday, you know, what NFTs released, what the floor prices are for these NFT projects, um, what tokens are releasing or what type of utility are these token projects releasing. Um, So we kind of brief ourselves for the day and we kind of know what projects we're going to invest in or what kind of projects we're going to take our, you know, take some profits from. Um, But it just helps you kind of grasp insight on what the day is kind of going to be like it's kind of like watching cn cnbc in the morning getting ready for the stock market you know what i mean you're mm-hmm. you're tuning in you're ready you're watching these tickers you're looking at the futures and, and you're preparing yourself if you swing trade or day trade you're preparing yourself for your day and you're you're gonna you're gonna establish your position know where you're gonna enter and keep it going so that's kind of what i use coffee and crow for in the morning um leo's lounge later in the afternoon 
that one for me is like I communicate a lot with like the metaverse people in crypto. Um, they have something that's called Lazy Horse uh, Race Club where you're actually able to race your horse NFT. So I have a horse <laughs> NFT that I was actually gifted to me. It's like a thousand dollar NFT that somebody gave me. Um, Mike actually saw, I was racing it the other day, it. like I was on a, there. On a, like, on here's a race my track. stallion. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no, it really is. <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, but, but you gain, you earn tokens, you know, it's play to earn. So you race your horse and if you win the race, you earn tokens and there's things that you could do with those tokens. So with those tokens, you can stake them. You know what I mean? So you're earning in DeFi 400% APR is not unheard of. So with this specific token, you stake it and you earn like, I think it's 212% APR. Granted, you're earning maybe 50 cents every race you do, but if you stake that, that turns into money. Even if you invest it and stake it, it turns into money. But well, if you stake it and it's and it's doing that exponentially, then, then it's, you're... it's good. But if you're staking and it's losing yeah. 2% every single day, then it sucks because you're, you're not doing yeah. shit. But... So, sorry, one before you keep going, mm -hmm. for the horse racing, mm -hmm. how does that even... Like, can you soup up your horse? How does that get computed? What the horse racing? Yeah. Put a Hemi engine in my horse. All right. So, <laughs> what I mean, what do you mean? How does the racing get tied into crypto? The NFTs. How? So, okay. How so you have a horse. Like, how does the whole thing work? Like, how right. how do you yeah, justify? Like, like, how does the race work? Like, who, how do you? How win? does it get decided to who wins? Yeah. You're right. Racing, it's like it's like your people. horse. No, you're racing other horses. It's like you're actually doing you're keyboard. Are you yeah. physically I, doing something to make it win? Like, uh, yeah. are you taking controller? Like, let's say in terms actually, of you're actually pressing controlling it. You control it how fast it's okay. going by like buttons you're pressing. Yeah, we're press forward okay. to go. Forward. You're in a, you're on an actual digital right, track, and you're actually on, with the horse. Stop, you're actually stop, sitting. Stop, there. Okay, okay, one stop, second, one second. Stop. Everybody's talking yeah. at the same time. All right, yeah. I'm gonna explain go the game because I play it, and Michael watched me. Okay, so it's a game. Okay, you didn't say that in the beginning. It's a play to play to earn game. So okay. at, at when the gates open, you know, you, you're, you, the goal is to catch the boost out the gate. So you press forward mm -hmm. and hopefully you catch, there's like a swinging bar on the side that you need to catch while it's in the green. Okay. And hopefully you get that and you bolt out of the gate. Then you want to steer yourself to the inside corner, ride that inside mm -hmm. corner. And during the race, you get energy boosts. So you want to press on that when you feel as though it's the right time. Hopefully it's not when somebody's right in front of you, because if you, Hit them in the back. You're going to boost them instead of boosting yourself. Oh, blah blah blah. So the goal is to yeah. obviously win. And if you win or podium finish top three, you get tokens. But again, okay. you're not getting dollars of token. You know what I mean? No, you're, no, no. We getting, understand just, that part. You're just gaining access. We just don't understand you're talking how the about game Mario works. Kart. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. Mario <laughs> no. That's that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Um, it's cool though, man. Like, uh, but it's cool. You know, it and, makes it. It makes the it makes the 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 thing like tangible in a it's, certain it's way, user, right? Like it's, it's like the, it's, interactive friendly now. You know? Yeah, you exactly. Like so it's like, not just like a it's not just numbers like, on a computer in outer space. It's right. like, hey, I can actually use this to play a game and then I can do through this game if I have skill I can earn more tokens. Right. Well um, I feel like that's very uh, engaging and just it would draw a lot of people, uh, draw more traction to uh to the coin that's that's actually really cool mm -hmm. i feel i feel like if i heard about that i would i would jump so into i mean look at it like this how much more entertaining would a game be that gave you crypto tokens that are financial assets 
instead of XP points. You know what I mean? That would be very personally. I would hate that. Well, <laughs> personally, you I like with all my heart. I, I don't want to have anything to do with that. <laughs> do you suck at gaming because you would make a lot of money? No, if I'm, you were I'm pretty good. I'm pretty then, good. It's just I. I don't know. I, I like to keep my gaming and money completely separate. Well, then don't sell them. Don't, don't sell no, them. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't. I wouldn't partake. I mean, no. By all means, if people want to do it, so, they can. Yeah. That's, I mean, play, okay. that's what play I mean, to earn is. You know what I mean? It's gamification exactly. incorporating crypto assets. Yeah. That would actually be very cool, and I wonder if if that eventually is gonna become part of mainstream gaming. I think it's like, gonna be an it, option. So right. I think it's gonna be an option. You know what I mean? You obviously have to play. I mean, pay to play. You know what I mean? There's you have to mm-hmm. pay, but because where does this money come so, from? Do other but, people? No, I understand get to bet, that. Like on the race too, as it's going, like correct. Oh, Red so Horse on or... tournaments, there's bet. these there's these NFTs called skyboxes. And if you have a skybox, it's kind of like a penthouse. And you could watch these races from your penthouse. You can host parties in these penthouses. Um, you can host like podcasts in these in these. Um... Again, so you're saying penthouses, right? And so where do, where are these spaces existing? In, is that like in a the, metaverse? On the metaverse, like it's a meta. Yeah, correct. Okay. So okay. the skybox okay. is. So is are, within... are these races also in the metaverse? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Yes. Okay, that makes um, more sense. Now. So you you buy an NFT that's called a skybox, and you're able to watch these these horse races from your skybox, mm-hmm. and you can decorate your skyboxes with your NFTs like on the walls or whatever. My goal yeah. for my token, it, it's called my NFTs are called Baby Joey's, and I want to have like a mm-hmm. '90s style arcade machine, and be able to have the people that own these skyboxes or the cafes in the metaverse or the you know the lounges in the metaverse or the clubs to be able to buy these um, arcade machines and use whatever token you want as the asset to play. You know what I mean? So, you know, in the slot, mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a arcade machine, it's a quarter, you play three times, whatever in this scenario, let's say in metaverse spaces that I'm familiar with or that I sponsor, I'll have my, my arcade in there and you're going to pay to play baby. You're going to pay with baby hop to play an array of games. So let's say it's going to be like a Mario style one where you're, you're jumping to accumulate tokens, whatever. And that obviously symbolizes the tokens you're going to be, you're going to be getting, or it would be like that racing game where you're just like, you know, you're trying to dodge like uh, cones and you're just yeah. trying to get tokens mm-hmm. like really early nineties um, kind of arcade games. And that's because this is like 90s style art that my NFTs are based on. I'm a 90s kid and that's what I grew up playing. And most of the people that are in this metaverse crypto space, I feel are in our, they're in our generation. You know what I mean? You're definitely between 25 and 40. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I think it would be attractive to a lot of people, you know? So if it's attractive to a lot of people, it makes me money, but it also makes the people that are playing it, hopefully if they're good at it, money. You know, so mm-hmm. I think it's uh, the way I'm exposing myself like socially in these Twitter spaces and, and these metaverse spaces is like I'm setting myself up to be able to say, hey, listen, I have this this uh, this this thing available, this arcade available. And this is my NFT and this is my token and this is my project. And I'm whole and I'm not a fucking rug puller and I constantly mm-hmm. push and I'm a sick developer, I'm not developer myself, but. I'm a, I produce, you know what I mean? 
let me be yeah. part of your lazy world is what their yeah, metaverse yeah. is called. You know what I mean? Let me be part of your lazy world. Because at that point, dude, I sit here and I keep coming up with more utility as a job. You know what I mean? That's it. I'm done at that point. It, it, because if I get accepted to that, my token blows up. My mm -hmm. NFTs blow up. It's over. You know what I mean? And I'm on that. I feel like this, <laughs> this project is on that path because I'm gaining acceptance from all those major influences of this lazy world uh, metaverse mm -hmm. project that they got going on. And they're actually ones that are giving me insight on how to do things and how to market and how to do like giveaways and, and what's going to be the most effective way to bring volume to my, to my token or to my NFTs. You know, I've, like I said, dude, I put thousands of dollars in a website that, yeah. that I need for people to buy my NFTs. You know what I mean? Instead of going the cheap route and using somebody else's shit, I, I had somebody develop my mm -hmm. own because that's showing legitimacy. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what this is all yeah. about. When somebody's investing in crypto, they want to know that this developer isn't going to take everybody's money or disable. Yeah, or disa it's not a pyramid scheme. You can do anything. You know, I could disable cells. People could disable cells, but there's codes. There, you can incorporate code in your contract that doesn't allow those things to happen. And when investors see shit like that, they're like, all right, this is a safe as fuck project. I'm going to play. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they see that with mine and see that in a shitty market that I'm still developing and I'm still creating and I'm bringing out utility and people don't come out with NFTs a month after they release a token. You know what I mean? It takes, it takes a while yeah. and I'm doing all that shit because I'm, I'm serious yeah. about this. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I love this shit. Dude. You know so, I mean? so I have a, I have a couple of questions. You mentioned your baby hop NFT, um, and, their coins are baby joeys nope, other way around um, okay so the nfts baby joeys and baby hop is the mm -hmm. coin okay um obviously your your nfts based on kangaroos mm -hmm. right if i'm not mistaken Correct. okay i i i i checked out so my cat sent me your website and um your your baby hop website and i went on it i looked at it you you have a set amount of tokens right. um which is important because if it's like Doge where it's an unlimited uh, supply, then it doesn't grow as fast. When it's a limited supply, you create supply and demand. Correct. That's one. Two, um, why kangaroos and why baby hop and why baby joeys? Sure. Um, and three, <laughs> yeah, you, you, talked about the, you talked about your 90s art style, which I, I enjoy. I, I did like it. Um, who came up with... Um, I guess who did your art, who did your um, coding? I, I don't know if you want to shout them out yeah, or whatever, sure. but it's it's up to you. But yeah, tell us a little bit more about the process that you took into making your NFT and coin. <clears throat> All right. So about two months ago, crypto is that's where a month ago, about a month and a half ago, crypto took a shit. Yeah. Crypto took a shit, a big yeah. shit. All right. Crypto took a nosedive <laughs> I, from the moon. I was, uh, <laughs> I was reverse moon. Yeah, yeah. I was extremely uh, invested in this um, Dex, and a Dex is an exchange. So, like, you have TD Ameritrade, E Trade, Fidelity. You know, a Dex. Mm -hmm. So, from now on, I'll say Dex. When you hear me say Dex, it's an exchange. Okay. Um, a de so, a de like, a Coinbase is an exchange. That's an exchange. A Dex is a decentralized exchange. Okay. okay. So I I'm I was ridiculously over invested in this Dex called MMF Mad Meerkats mm -hmm. and Mad Meerkat Finance and I mean like 
way over-invested. Yeah, I was like, where's the F coming Yeah, from? Mad Meerkat Finance. <laughs> and, like, I'd say, like, 90% of my crypto portfolio was within this DEX's ecosystem. So an ecosystem is a token that is pegged, you know, supports another token that supports mm-hmm. another, you know, it's all supporting. It's a supporting yeah. ecosystem. So I was using my yield farming strategy, right? And I was doing, so I would stake um, this token called M share. And at the time mm-hmm. an M share was worth $14,000. So you would stake these tokens called M share for about 3% APR daily or a- yeah, APY mm-hmm. daily. Um, so with the, and it was called Savannah. So with that Savannah, you can stake that Savannah along with another. So you got to create liquidity. You'd stake that with another token and you would be able to produce M share when you stake those tokens at 2%. It was like 2.2% APR daily. And then I would take those M shares and put them back into the original M share, um, the M share stake. So there was a point where I probably was at like, I was, I was in like six digit territory in that, in that, um, cycle. Okay. And two months ago, dude, or a month and a half ago, that shit went down to probably like four or $5,000. You know what I mean? Um, it, oh, wow. yeah, dude, it have, <laughs> wow. it have, then it halved again. And then it halved again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And dude, <laughs> just kept going. That, those are things that. <laughs> oh happen, no! Dude. Those are things that happen, dude. And it gets to a point where it's like, once it halves twice for me, I'm like, all right, well, it's moon. Or, it's moon or dust. That's what. That's that's a phrase. Yeah. You know what I mean? Moon or dust. And yeah. will it reverse? Probably not, because I mean, I I took what I could at this point. You know what I mean? Like I I have a, yeah. I have a bare minimum that I'm gonna pull out. You I know mean, mean, Bitcoin was able to do it a couple of times. Yeah, but I'm gonna so. I'll get into how this is all all tied in. So the reason it's going to be hard for these tokens that I was yield farming to go back to the value that they were previously is because they were called an inflationary token. So as we're getting those rewards, the contract is minting, which means creating new tokens. You know what I mean? So it's mm. technically deflating the price of these tokens. Unless you have more buying pressure to this project, then you do minting pressure this token will never maintain or appreciate in value so we okay. were we were at a point where you know it was a bubble waiting to burst people were buying everybody was creating more supply every, than there's demand right but everybody wanted to buy these tokens because they wanted to get this apy and as more people stake these tokens the apy diminishes because you cannot sustain that you know what i mean the supply is mm-hmm. there's a maximum supply that they're going to eventually hit that they're capped at and that's it so that happened and then it all comes crumbling after, you know what I mean? So we were in a fucking shit show and a panic and we were like, what the fuck do we do? Boom. So this new exchange comes out, this new DEX comes out and it's called HopSwap. And HopSwap's first thing is we are 100% SEC compliant and ready for any regulation that they put in place. Um, all of our code and contract and tokenomics and algorithms have been um, SEC tested and we are in compliance for when they do decide to regulate because mm-hmm. it's not an if thing it's a when that was a, they that would. was that yeah. was appealing to me i was like all right these guys are here for the long term let's see what they're really about then they start talking about offering products as far as like assistance in nft staking development assistance in token development assistance in token staking development so he wants 
their their thing is to help uh, projects create utility for their tokens because not everybody knows how to code. I don't know how to code. I pay somebody to do that shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. that was that's something that was interesting to me, and that tells me like, all right, once they have all these things lined up and ready to release, that their project is going to blow up. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to launch a project on their decks. And I'm going to be their baby token. You know, you've heard of baby doge and baby, you know, you yeah. hear all that. I'm going to be their baby token. I think I got some baby doge or some shit like that. I don't so <laughs> we, I didn't even know there was a baby doge. So we scrambled. <laughs> so it's probably cute. You can only do one. There's only one something. You know what I mean? No, you, I didn't you, get baby doge. You can only make one something. So there's going to be only one baby, baby hop. So I was like, okay, I'm going to secure this before some asshole scammer tries to release this project because that's that happens a lot yeah and uh let's let's see what i could do i've never released a project before in my life it's a new experience i've had i've i've been part of a team that's released tokens before you know what i mean but never have i done it on my own so me and a couple buddies we uh we ended up getting in touch with the developers of hopswap and got the router information that you need to make the uh you know the token contract um, okay. We put together all the the code for the tokenomics and, and the taxes that are incorporated with the buys and the sells and the rewards that the holders get. And uh, we deployed it, I think it was like eight hours after they released their exchange to the public, which is fast as hell. You know what I mean? We put together mm-hmm. a, a contract that was like a, a smart contract that was over 600 lines worth of code in less than eight hours. You know what I mean? That's I don't know if anybody knows anything about code or anything like that, but that's, that's a, a lot, lot of yeah. shit. You know what I mean? So, uh, mm-hmm. especially for it to be, for it to pass, and be, yeah. there's no errors. Yeah, there's no errors. <laughs> yeah, we we, so, we made sure yeah. everything was good. But uh, <clears throat> so we uh, we launched it. We hit like a forty thousand dollar market cap within like the first three or four days, which was fucking ridiculously impressive. And now we maintain. That's now great. we mean. I think last time I checked, it was around like a fifteen. Fifteen twenty thousand dollar market cap is where we were maintaining, but that's impressive. And I tell you why, because not a lot of activity is happening on the HopSwap decks. My token right now, if you hold it, you get ten percent rewards on every buy and sell. So ten percent of those re- of those uh, buys or sells that happen yeah. are going. Are, I'm familiar are, with that system. Are being distributed because SafeMoon does the same thing. Because it's being distributed yeah. to the to the holders, mm-hmm. but you're getting Hop. Not baby hop. You're getting yeah. distributed hop. Safe Moon is a self-reflectionary token, which is an inflationary yeah. token. That's why they have all those burns and shit like that. Um, yeah. But I'm my tokens rewarding. Yeah, you. so they have like you get charged ten percent when you buy and sell. Five percent goes to liquidity. Mm-hmm. The other five percent, then like two and a half percent goes to everybody else. And I forgot where the other two and a yeah, half probably percent goes to goes, probably goes to a yeah. marketing fund or something like that. Yeah, whatever. But um. I didn't get much. Yeah, Again, yeah. I I I go in very little. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so so yeah. so yeah, we release this token. I start getting you know getting familiar with the developers over at Hopswap. They see what I'm doing. They and I I hire a graphic designer. You know what I mean? So, I got this girl in the Philippines that creates you know really good banners for me. Um, so she's the one that does like all my my Twitter art and Instagram art and Telegram shit and all that. Um. Oh, that's great. So then okay. we, we found, you know, people were getting, we were getting attention. Hopswap came out with their NFTs and their NFTs were called, uh, 
uh, rowdy roos. And they're called that because they're kangaroos. I have a couple of them. Actually, if you look at my, I'll show you if I could shut my camera off. If you look at the one behind the baby Joey with the hat on. Like we can't see anything right now. Uh, you can't see it? it. I thought it would show like my no, picture no, for profile. Screen. All right. Um, no, it's no. Just, if anything, so probably just it's turn a, the camera it's a, I don't know. They're, they're, they have a play to just, earn game. Yeah, it's fine. Don't yeah. mess with no, it. No, they have a play to earn Send game. Send me the picture and I'll put it in post. It's fine. So they have a play to earn game. It's a boxing game. You know what I mean? And you use these NFTs to box. <laughs> so that's their, their thing. So I was like, okay, I'll do baby Joey. It's a baby kangaroo. And... It's going to have nothing to do with fighting because I don't want to, you know, run off their coattail. But let's bring, you know, let's incorporate them a little bit into what I got going on. So, dude, I paid like, like I said, like three grand just for the page to mint these NFTs. I outsourced the artwork from a NFT artist in Indonesia. Actually, his name is Bros. And he does a lot of uh, crypto, well, Kronos NFT projects. He does a lot of them. And his artwork is sick. It's really clean. It's really bright. Um, and it grabs attention. So we started, we used him. Uh, he charged a, f- a few bucks for the artwork. We had 500 in the collection. Um, so we can, we created the art and then you create the metadata and the traits. And then you have to create the smart contract for this, these NFTs to put them onto the blockchain. So it's not just like your, here's a picture, you know what I mean? It's a GIF, yeah, it's, yeah, a, no, it's a GIF and I'm sending it to your, your wallet. There's so much behind yeah. an NFT and when people say that it's, oh, it's just a picture, it kind of frustrates me because no... Well, no, it, those people are retarded. They don't it, know what they're talking about. It's just ignorance. Like, it's, it's just, just doing a little bit of research. Know. Exactly. You don't know what it is, you know? When yeah. you're looking at it, yeah, I could say the same thing about your $100 bill. That's a piece of paper. You know what I mean? But I can say what the, I can say about the three million dollar painting that's sitting on your wall. Yeah. That I got like that for him. I got I got that for him. <laughs> I, I saw that and instantly. A... Think thought of him. Look, it has the same glasses as him. But that's, that's oh no, I wasn't talking about him specifically. I'm just saying yeah, in general, these exactly. rich people that buy these canvases with like one line on it that they paid three million dollars so they can launder their money. Yeah. And yeah. then they're like, oh, this is, uh, this is fantastic art. That's and 100% like, what they do. Yeah, like, what, <laughs> yeah exactly. What do you they find somebody, they're like, just do a painting for me. We'll, we'll, have, a, we'll have an appraiser appraise it for like $2 million. I need to launder some money. Let's get this done. Yep. Yeah. No shit, but, Sherlock. But, but that's, uh, that's besides but that the gets, point. I'm it gets, sorry. Me, fr- it gets yeah. me frustrated when, uh, when I have those conversations with people because they're very narrow-minded, man. And, and they're like, oh, crypto's yeah. a scam. How can you just have something that's worth money um, coming out of nowhere? And that's not the way it is, dude. You know what I mean? Well, how do you get paid now, sir? You Nobody gets paid in cash anymore. Yeah. It's all ones We're, and zeros. So on, tell, me, tell me where your yeah. line of credit is. Exactly. Where's your line of credit? It's all numbers. It's, it's all because they say, just it's numbers. Because they say mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. It's because you. They say yeah, you exactly. have that much money accessible to you. Where is it though? Because mm-hmm. don't nobody have it. Yeah. Honestly, who's backing yeah. it? Where's the gold that supposedly <laughs> backs there. it? Right. It's not oh, there. We, we don't have a gold standard anymore. So, so. but anyway, I, no, we don't. I feel, I feel like <laughs> well, it's already being done. Your dollar does it. Does it, it used to. Your dollar used to represent like a certain amount of gold. And and then Nixon yeah. just said nope. And then now we, it's just like whatever we think it is. But I you say the like, same I shit. Feel like, I feel like crypto is more backed by a you know a a hard asset than yeah. the U.S. dollar is. 
because you need with my token a proof of stake token all right so there's two different tokens uh proof of work and then you have tokens that are proof of stake mm-hmm. proof of work are tokens that require um mining to produce these tokens yeah so like bitcoin, bitcoin. and mining is not easy you know what i mean you need these really complex rigs to even because they're profitable. they're they're solving math crazy equations, math right? equations pretty much crazy 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 yeah. equations um that is impossible you're also running them at like a hundred percent so they get worn down mm-hmm. faster so you're also replacing these these rigs sooner than when they naturally would you're you're putting them on overdrive if you ever see these people have these setups they put them in giant fucking fridges and they just have them all yeah. running at the same time just so they can get the production that they need and there's a limited supply yeah, so it's like go ahead so no i'm just saying so like people think bitcoin and stuff is for free it's not. like but it's not like nope. you're 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 spending energy you're spending equipment like you're you the, the initial yes. investment is a lot yeah. but and, you're also getting crazy reward and, for it because of the the bitcoin is so expensive hopefully and that's another thing to consider when people mine yeah they just they just think they're gonna throw a rig up there and it's like it's gonna make money no you have to take in consideration like how much power you're actually using to do all this it, yeah. it takes a lot yeah. of power if you might actually be using more power than what you're mining so basically you're yeah. you're netting in, nothing in, you're in the negative in, today, yeah. in today's world mining crypto like mining bitcoin more than likely unless you have an apartment that has utilities included it's not worth it well, I was talking. I was talking to John recently, and a couple of guys that we have this other group chat. Is that um, the price of graphics cards since uh, since crypto took a shit? It, you know, like Nvidia, GeForce, RTX 3080 fell from a thousand one hundred dollars to seven hundred ninety three dollars because, because now people are them. less. I guess right. Nobody wants them right now because crypto is not doing good. So now you ever saw like when crypto was first becoming big. Nobody can get their hands on any stuff because they no. couldn't produce graphics cards fast enough for mm-hmm. people to actually get them and like actually use them for everyday use life. Them, people yeah. were also reselling old graphics cards that got burnt out. Like, oh, I have this GTX, mm-hmm. whatever. And they're like, yeah, sure. And they get it. And it's already burnt the shit out. Like, it doesn't perform anywhere near where it's supposed to. And it's only like a three-month-old graphics card. So now, mm-hmm. like, you're starting to see people starting to back off a little bit from that. But, you know not for nothing but everything comes down eventually it goes up so you're just it's just gonna you're just gonna see so anyway i'll get into the other side of you know the other side of it so that's how so back to the minting thing so when you do you know when you create when you solve a block a block is you know one of those equations you're helping a transaction complete a block is a a portion of that transaction so when you complete a block you're minting a portion of the fee that it takes to to for the gas you know what i mean so obviously that comes from somebody's wallet that paid fiat money for this Bitcoin. Anyway, yeah. so every four years, the profits of Bitcoin miners are cut in half. So what does that mean? That means that every four years, we're going to see a mass exodus of people, a.k.a. the miners, that are taking their profits mm-hmm. because it's been cut in half from time that they started four years ago to today four years later and they're saying okay i'm taking my profits and i'm gonna go mine another token or i'll start mining this token when it hits a lower price because i'll be able to get more than um yeah but they the bubble popped you know what i mean that 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 uh, that that amount that you were getting got cut in half and that's what happens every four years in crypto and that's why you look at the charts and if you look at the charts you can see kind of you know, I think it was 2017, 
that we, you know, 17, 18, that we saw a really, really serious correction. It was a halving almost, you know, and that's exactly, that's mm -hmm. essentially exactly what happens. The miners are rewarded half of the rewards that they were getting. Therefore, the price of the token is pretty much going to go in half because most of the people mining are going to exit because it's not as profitable for them anymore. Now you have another style of crypto tokens that's called proof of stake. Now to be a proof of stake, you have to, which is what my token is. So when you deploy this smart contract, you have to pair a token. So you take a thousand of my token that are worth nothing. You know, I just deployed them. They have no, you know, tangible, no, mm -hmm. no dollar to them, no dollar value to them yet. And I pair them with another token that has a dollar value. So in my situation, I paired my token with Crow, you know, the Kronos uh, mm -hmm. coin. So at that time, I paired yeah. up, you know, 4,000 um, of my tokens with 4,000 Crow tokens. That was about $400 worth. And that set the base price. Now, from here on out, the price is dictated by supply and demand. And that's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's not inflationary or deflationary. It is just, it is managed by solely by the supply and demand aspect of of the token um yeah. and that's how it's just it's sustainable something like that is sustainable you know what i mean it, it is able to live on forever and not lower its value because there's a supply that's continuously being added to it yeah so that's okay yeah. so a couple of um real quick questions so we can wrap this conversation up um uh I'm pretty much going to be asking you your opinion on the tokens that I do have, mm -hmm. right? So I got, uh, we already talked about Doge and Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So those are, you know, whatever. I have Shiba, um, SafeMoon, which we talked a little bit about, and then Evergrow coin. Oh, I don't know what that one is. I've never heard of that. Yeah. What's that one? Yeah. So that it's, it's, I don't know, it's fucking tiny, but I was just, I just put a hundred dollars in it. And so got like a shit ton of coins. I was just like going to wait for it to go up on its yeah, own. If so, I was, if um, I was going to give I, advice to somebody and this isn't financial advice, but if I were to give you my input on what tokens I like mm -hmm. to look at right now in market conditions mm -hmm. like this, it would be Cardona, you know, ADA. It would be yep. Ethereum. It would be mm -hmm. Bitcoin. It would be, uh, Gala, Polygon, like all a lot of main coins. I'd list probably fifteen of them right now, but these are all mm -hmm. these are all you know main coins that are doing so many things, and that their blockchain is so advanced that once this utility does start being incorporated into like the world's lifestyle, these mm -hmm. projects are going to blow up. Like Cardona has a voting. Uh, they have a they have voting incorporated on their blockchain where they can have political votes if you wanted to you know what i mean where these cannot they cannot be tampered with you know what i mean it's one vote per wallet yeah. there's no way to do any more you know what i mean and and you can mm -hmm. register the wallets the person could put in a note their social security number so that way this person only votes once and that's it you know what i mean there's ways to incorporate these things and the great thing about the blockchain dude is you can see every single thing somebody does but who's to say it's me yeah. right now unless i say that that is that wallet's mine with baby hop um now you said uh you can get it on the hop exchange um these exchanges have always been 
like, like I told you before, I'm a 67 year old man have been difficult for me to like purchase coins on mm-hmm. because I've tried to get uh, things on other exchanges and it was just like, oh, you got to do this and this and that. And I'm just like, fuck you. I'm not doing all well, this you, just to get a fucking yeah, coin. But the thing the, so, you have a the, digital wallet set up, right? The payoff that you get with that coin is remarkable. <laughs> so explain to us how to purchase your coin all right so in the easiest way possible the easiest most that even i can do it (laughs) so i can do it (laughs) so if you wanted to buy my token right now the fastest okay all right to do it solely by yourself you would have to open up a crypto uh crypto.com account um and then you would also which i have already then you download their DeFi, uh their DeFi wallet you transfer okay. you transfer crow to that defi wallet and in that defi wallet you go to the web3 browser and you type in hopswap.finance um, right after that you go to swap on the lower left hand corner you mm-hmm. then it will pop up a window so on the top portion you'll put crow cuz that's the token that you're going to swap for baby hop and then the bottom you're going to import a contract address um, I'm sure you know how to, do you know how to import contract addresses and stuff like that? Or you've never done that before. Nope. All right. So literally you copy it and paste it and press enter. Mm-hmm. That's literally okay. it. I could send you okay. guys the contract address and then you press swap and a window is going to pop up and it's going to say, do you want to import this token to your wallet? That's just so you can see it's balance. You say yes. And now you see how much you have. Here's my suggestion to you, right? You're doing um, – uh, your your coin sounds amazing. You're doing a lot of cool stuff with it. Um, I think one thing you should do is create a video tutorial and of like your screen or whatever mm-hmm. and step-by-step process of literally of the ways you can buy your token. Because I, I went through some of that stuff with mm-hmm. SafeMoon and they – and someone – and, and a YouTuber had made videos of how to purchase it and how to do all these mm-hmm. things. And it made it easier for me because me personally, I am a visual yep. learner. I need to see it so I can so I can be able mm-hmm. to do it. You know, I'm not like auditory. Like you telling me right mm-hmm. now, I'm going to forget everything by the time this podcast yep. is over. So visually, I'm a visual learner. So it would be fantastic. And I think it would help you grow a little bit more too if you do that video tutorial put it up on youtube we'll share it i'll share it on social media we'll do whatever it is to uh to you know promote your thing um so why don't you do that now as well while uh we're gonna wrap up the conversation um give everybody all the information of the hop swap of the um of your token the website and just you know and then we'll also have all that information in the description below for you guys to check out so uh telegram is baby hop token our discord is baby hop token i'll put i'll give you invite links to that uh telegram or twitter is baby hop token uh underscore underscore um And that's pretty much, I mean, we have a link tree that gives you all our websites and shit like that. Uh, www.babyhop.finance is our main site. www.babyhopmint.finance is our NFT minting page. It was great having both of you on. Thank you for bringing you on, Mike, and thank you for joining us. And we're back. Let's jump into our new segment.
Um, you know what? I'll I'll go first. I have just quick news that kind of go along with our topic a little bit. They're tech news. Scientists have invented living skin for robots, which is a uh, a very cool thing. Japanese scientists used human skin cells to create a living skin equivalent that replicates the look and touch of skin. Uh, repels water and repairs itself when injured much like living organisms um, this is very cool um, because it could be used for prosthetics and uh, it'll it'll you know it, it won't look weird yeah. I also saw this other um, prosthetic where it's like a, a human hand and in the forearm it's shaped exactly like a human hand in the forearm there's a bunch of uh, hydraulic like um, tubes that act like muscles to move the fingers um oh, and that's it's sick yeah so it's it's and it uses water so it's just like it's it, like the water pressure to yeah, yeah. you know um uh, that's like an amazing feat of engineering wow like to be able like to do that contract and uncontract your fingers yeah. uh just like a human hand would yes and it, yes it is an amazing feat of engineering um i one of like i always looked at prosthetics and i was just like they always looked a little clunky and, and things like that and i'm just like like you have the perfect model already right like the human like hand you, you you have the structure which is the bone and then you have the muscle around it so why wouldn't you be able to just create things like that you know like you can use like carbon nanotubing for like the uh the bones make them thin and light but very tensile strength is very high and then you try to find something that's like muscles which these like little perfect hydraulic tubes are doing um, and then i think they're they're flexible too and combine that with the skin um we would have perfect prosthetics it would be amazing um that and eventually when we have Neuralink, you can like already have yeah. like the link control there and just like mm -hmm. connect and then next thing you know you just think, and it's natural. It feels real. Yeah. And that future, I just, I can't, ah, I always wish I could just see, like, 100 <laughs> years in the future. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it's going to be interesting. I think we're we're going to be able to see some of the stuff in our, uh, if we live long enough, um, if we live into our 90s, I think we'll be able to see, like, the beginning of a lot of this, um, Who knows? this Maybe technology become a little mainstream. Anti, uh, Maybe they'll come up with, like, an anti-aging. Uh, <laughs> well, they're already working or... on that. Um, but like a legit one <laughs> yeah i think so they, they've already done it in mice where they've um they've lengthened their life by like two and a half times or something like that because it's all about like the telomeres in your in your cells that's what um th that's what they think is like your lifespan yeah so it's just like yeah they they keep your your telomeres get shorter as your life you know expires so i think they find a way to re-lengthen telomeres or keeping them from get something like that but i i don't know the exact science i could be completely fucking wrong go do your own research but <laughs> he made he just made that word up he's yeah, like right? telomeres <laughs> i just um, want to teleport yeah it's actually um, tupac shakurs and the, there's yeah. too many there's tupac shakurs get yeah like degrade and depreciate and what happens <laughs> is that reminds me if if nobody has seen this last season of atlanta that finished a while ago watch it my oh, god yeah. watch it <laughs> um, <laughs> that season was so crazy just a side note it, it had like an episode everything. of like the main characters and then there would be like another episode there was like four to five that had nothing to do random with the crew. characters but yeah. just so interesting like <laughs> yeah. 
Awesome. I was just thinking you Definitely said Tupac Shakur. If you want to know what I'm talking about, you got to watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, next up, Amazon is testing a new Alexa feature that could mimic the voice of dead relatives. Uh, I remember that episode of Black Mirror. Me too. Uh, <laughs> this is this is why I picked it because it reminded me 100% of that episode of Black Mirror. And it's just interesting. Uh, I mean, it's it's been happening since the time of Star Trek, right? Um, where they have like those little communicators, which eventually became our cell phones. Like so, so sci-fi things that we are thinking of are are slowly becoming a reality. And um, I, I I shared a thing on Twitter where they had the those um, um, those dogs from Boston Dynamics. Um, there was a bunch of them, and I think it was an oh, army. They're base. all like squatting and moving. Yeah, the they're time, moving so. together, and I was just like, damn, this is not good. And uh, it reminds me again of this episode of Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Where, yeah, so. Well, Black Mirror mimicked their design off of the Boston Dynamics thing. Yeah, but, so, like, yeah. taking it to that step, which was oh, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, and and my last piece of news is a a company wants to store all human knowledge on the moon. Um so they are working to do some test runs. They're <laughs> sending things onto the surface of the moon um, because. What, is, what does that, that really mean? Are they going to put the internet on the moon? Like, <laughs> so I've, so it's human like... knowledge meaning all the information we've gathered. So all mathematics that we've been able but I'm to just figure thinking out. It's like you're going to have like all these crazy things: how to split an atom, how to do aerodynamics, how to make an empanada. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the most random shit. It's human knowledge, just, man. But I'm just saying, that's hilarious yeah. to me. It's like you're going to have literally how to make an empanada <laughs> next to how to split an atom. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's going to be right next to it. I think they'll have like a culinary section. But I know, uh, but it's just like everything is there. Yeah. Like, that's, that's hilarious. On the moon of me. all places. Just like. <laughs> so, so the reason why they, they want to do it on the moon is because Earth's um, weather and things that are changing are causing more natural disasters and there's no really safe place to store things anymore mm-hmm. um and they they figured hey maybe we can put it on the moon it's safe um but you also got to take into account solar radiation um the moon is uh part of the moon's design is to uh catch uh, asteroids asteroids right it's gravity pulls asteroids away from earth and that's why there's a bunch of craters on the moon is because they all crash into the moon um so <laughs> so their design is putting it guardian. under the surface of the moon uh, i don't know by how f- how far but also the moon is obviously it's in space there's no atmosphere so it's very cold so it's a perfect way to preserve these things um it's going to be petabytes <laughs> of data up there and they're gonna um, have a real empanada. It's gonna be frozen. <laughs> it's it's funny. Cause, like I'm thinking about this. Like they're yeah. leg- This is 100 percent legitimately saving. Like backing shit up to the cloud. Like yeah, literally. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. To a physical have, cloud. Yeah, it's just like you're literally just like, oh yeah, all my information's <laughs> up there. Like, yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, so it's it's gonna be interesting to see, like. They say all human knowledge, but I hope they're not the company that's, you know, picking which knowledge gets put up there, right? And how biased are they going to be to which knowledge gets saved? Um, Because then they're, you know, then they're curating the knowledge that they want to keep and the knowledge that they don't want to keep. I mean, this is how Horizon Zero Dawn, the game, (laughs) 
happened. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> like he, it's he literally like everything. This. He was like, "Fuck yep, he this." Yeah, it. he's like, "Oh, wait till to. you play the sequel, Aslam. You find out there's a lot more shit that happened with that information." Oh God, I can't wait. <laughs> um, like I said, man, Horizon Zero Dawn was a very interesting story. Really cool yeah. concept. Yeah. Um, the story itself, eh. But I well, like the, the story the, of the, the concept, like yeah, like it, the, like yeah. we talked about it before. It could have been done way better, but. Um, it is what it is. But that is all my tech news along with our crypto conversation uh, for today. Um, who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next. Uh, got some, like, current news and then uh, some uh, some entertainment. But uh, first off, uh, Roe vs. Wade officially um, overturned. Uh, this This is just disappointing i, I really we're not is. gonna go too deep into it but i just i don't understand how me personally i just i don't understand how this just came up and then they passed that shit quick as hell but we're still stuck on gun laws like we can't do nothing about guns like <laughs> yeah. how, how how are they making this like how, how do they make this decision so fast but like we're still up in the air with guns and like technically it's, it's just, guns have more rights than women <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ridiculous they have it's it's crazy it's crazy and uh it just yeah. i you know it makes me wonder what it's, kind of like what really it's very happens up there at the top yeah. with in this country that i live in it's uh it's very disappointing that it's moving backwards instead of i, I very is. much look forward to leaving this country uh at some point <laughs> I've, I've been thinking um, of which one i would need to go to but like we've already there's we've already not much japan, better so. out there we settled on japan um <laughs> for real but there's uh i don't know country. if it's a governor i don't know if it's a governor it was some some government official in texas who said something on twitter along the lines of he was happy about this decision mm-hmm. he was like next they need to go after plessy versus ferguson and brown of board uh, and brown versus the board of education which means this man said i want segregation to come back wow. like we're at this point yeah. where somebody could say that shit on twitter and you know half of the, like the americans be like i agree with that like, yeah, that's where we're at It's now. wild. It's like, wild. this man is talking about segregation. Bro. We're, uh, we're literally yeah, and, moving back. It's, and, it's and because of this precedent uh, happening with Roe v. Wade, now there's talk about reversing uh, equal rights to marriage and mm-hmm. other things that came about um, that were never codified into law. Um, but it's... Listen, the best way to get this thing corrected is to vote for the people who say are going to do it but they most likely won't unfortunately because the dems are cowards they don't really do anything and the republicans are when everybody gets their head out their ass and they realize there's more than just these two parties yeah and there's other people out there that are saying things that you want to hear just be like oh i like red or blue no, I think eventually it's going to come to the point where people are going to get tired of these two parties that one is screwing them over so. and one just wants to fundraise mm-hmm. that they're going to go to third party and they're going to vote third party hard and we're going to get our first third party president and um, we'll see what happens. But it is is not looking good. It's it's America's moving backwards for some reason. I, I just don't understand the motive, like for the government, like why, just why, like I don't like their 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 like reasoning it, it, has been. I feel like it's religious. They're confused the old people. It is. Show. They're confused they're reas- old people. Their reasoning is religious, but like they're trying to, to they're trying to hide it <laughs> with. They're old. Yeah, they're trying to hide it with constitutional, 
But like they're saying the like the like the the federal constitution shouldn't decide whether it should be left to the states, but I mean if it if the if the federal constitution shouldn't decide, then the states shouldn't decide either. It doesn't make sense like it like it should be left to the autonomy of the person um there's there's like caveats but like you know it's we're not going to get into the nitty-gritty but you know it's like it's weird their their justification doesn't make a hundred percent sense that's that's what i'm saying so yeah yeah <laughs> i don't even know what to say I, it's a sad day for women out here sad day for america sad, it is definitely it's a sad, sad day. day for women yeah. it's a sad day for just society in general to be for this shit to be happening in a supposedly secular country so uh, uh, um, anyway um next up uh justice katanji brown jackson has just been sworn in as justice on the supreme court <clears throat> making her making history as the first female african-american justice in u.s history and she uh was replacing the retiring justice stephen breyer or Breyer. okay yeah i was wondering i was like there was already nine so yeah so one step down and then (laughs) yeah yeah, because you asked earlier so yeah Mm -hmm. one step down and and so now she's officially um taking up his seat yeah because trump um, put in someone that replaced ruther bader ginsburg who passed during his um administration so i was just like wondering what's happening here but yeah okay that makes sense yep so uh kudos to her hopefully she helps make a difference and (laughs) bring roe v wade back (laughs) um that that's my current news world current news then i have a some entertainment news just just Mm -hmm. one piece that uh there recently there was a trailer released for the show C on Apple Plus and I really love that show and so I just wanted to mention it and uh, it's coming back August 26th and this new uh trailer kind of revealed to us the direction they're taking for this new season cuz they kind of left last season on a on a I don't know if it was a cliffhanger but one of the main characters did something that I thought was like off and so now they're kind of explaining it, and it's really cool. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, you know, Baba Voss, I stand with him always, and uh, I'm looking forward to a new season. Um, is that the? Is that the fucking? Baba Voss is uh is the main character. Momoa? He's a uh, Jason Momoa. No, it sounds I... like that that lady that sees the future. Oh, the Oracle Lady, Baba yeah. Yaga, or some shit. Oh, or... there you go, Baba Yaga. Okay, it's the Baba. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm also looking forward to seeing uh, Baba's brother. I think he might return the, from looking at that trailer. And uh, it's also um, Batista. Batista plays his brother, so it's oh, like it's really fun seeing them fight because they're both blind and they're just big ass burly people. And that fight, the way it's really cool seeing the way blind people fight because you you know we're used to seeing UFC and boxing. And it's like you could see, but when you don't, it's like all like tapping and it's like it's mm-hmm. crazy <laughs> so uh yeah i'm really in love with that show and i can't wait for it to come back quick you question you're gonna say uh, baba Voss. does does the baba mean something else uh i don't think so does I it have like a the house name oh okay yeah in arabic baba means like father that's what i'm asking mm. 
so no nah, yeah that's actually just his name they just like darth the vader's like dark father yeah. it's baba voss and then batista's name is ito voss does darth mean dark cool. ito. yeah hmm. and vader means uh, father in german oh yeah oh mm-hmm. yeah you get uh, to yeah, learn so shit on this podcast. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, open your ears. Sometimes. We're teaching now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's my news. Uh, I'm looking forward to those shows and, and just world news. Cool, cool, what cool. What you got, Dan? Now I got some wrestling news. So, you guys know how I'm always talking about Vince McMahon, WWE, just firing people, in- including trying to fire Vince McMahon. Yep. Um, I have <clears throat> the opposite of that. WWE signed some people. Oh. Now, they don't have anybody. So, they need to sign some people. So, I'm going to start this off with uh, WWE just recently signed Logan Paul. Oh, God. That's not surprising. It's <laughs> not wow. surprising. Yeah, so he has, I think the contract uh, is more or less supposed to be like a, not he's not going to be appearing every week in wrestling because he ain't a wrestler. Mm-hmm. But he's going to show up to like big events, like SummerSlam pay-per-views coming yep. up. He's going to be there for that. So, he's going to be there for the big shows. And I'm sure WWE's going to try to work him into being a babyface, and it ain't going to work. People just don't like this guy. He's a natural-born heel. Also, <laughs> WWE Yeah, he is just, good at being a heel, so they should just do that. But Well, every time they brought him in, they tried to make him a babyface, and the people start booing him. Like, oh, I guess he's going to be a heel again. <laughs> but um, they also signed former Bellator fighter Valerie Loretta. She's now officially signed by WWE. Um, I don't know much about her. Uh, she has a four and one record in MMA, so she's fairly new to the game, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, of mixed martial arts. I guess um, professionally, yeah. Yeah, professionally, exactly. Not, you know, but um, hopefully she does something. I don't know. I just don't know anymore. To be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing I want to talk about is Ric Flair's last match is coming up soon. Um, yeah. We still don't know who the fuck he's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been announcing other matches that are going to take place on the card. It, it, it's looking like it's going to be a pretty good uh, show overall. Josh Alexander, the Impact World Champion, is going against Jacob Fatu, who's one of the many members of the Samoan dynasty, uh, basically related Fatu. to everyone who's ever been Samoan that's not Samoa Joe. Yeah, um, yeah, Fatu. That's Rikishi's last name. That's, that should be a movement. Hashtag Fatu. <laughs> we also have the Impact <laughs> Knockouts Championship, where Jordan Grace is going to be defending her title against like Deanna Perrazzo and Rachel Ellering. I stand with fat people. <laughs> we support the fatties. The Wolves, there. Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards, are going to be going up against the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. That's a dream match, something that's it's old school. Uh, it's cool that we get to see it there again. And then we have Killer Cross going up against Davey Boy Smith Jr. So, overall, it's going to be one hell of a... One hell of a card. You got all that, plus you got a, some old guy fighting somebody. Um, Probably some other old guy. <laughs> most likely. I just hope it's some form of a tag team match. Yeah. Um, Jeff Hardy, who recently had a DUI, which we talked about here on the podcast, uh, pleads not guilty to the DUI charge, which is interesting. There's video, then he kind of clearly looks like he's under the influence, and then there was other video that showed him drinking just a few hours before Getting mm-hmm. arrested, so I, I, I don't. Did he know. have like a breathalyzer? Or like, yeah. Okay. They did that. They told him to do the whole walk thing. It's <laughs> like it's all like it's all on video. Way yeah. over too, and he. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the exact number, but it was up there. But he's pleading not guilty, so I don't know. We'll we'll see what goes on with that. If there's any updates, I'll I'll mention it. Okay. Um. All right. So like he's gonna like get a deal or some shit because that, that sounds weird. 
Potentially, right? Um, so AEW just recently had AEW and New Japan for Wrestling just recently had their Forbidden Door pay per view this past Sunday. Uh, great show, no surprise there. Um, one of the matches in particular that stood out that nobody was really expecting to be as good as it was, Will Osprey. No, no Osprey versus Orange Cassidy. Oh shit. Holy shit! Because Osprey is known oh, for doing shit. the crazy flips. Yeah. He's like he he's he just flips. He's always in a motion of flipping. Orange <laughs> Cassidy is the complete is opposite. He the the man doesn't inspector? move. <laughs> no, he's he's just he's the backflip teacher. If anything, <laughs> <laughs> he's the backflip instructor. But uh, no, Osprey is known for doing all his crazy flippy shit. And the fact that he's going out there fighting against Orange Cassidy, who is the complete opposite. The man only sits still. He's he doesn't even give you a inspector. full thumbs up. He gives you one of these because he doesn't want to lift up the thumb all the way. Yeah. <laughs> And they put on, my God, one hell of a fucking match. Like, I, I don't, I can't, like, the whole beginning, Orange Cassidy is doing shit, as always, with his hands in his pockets. But he was doing more than usual with his hands in his pockets. Um, it was it was great. Uh, at the end, uh, Osprey wins. He His crew comes out. They start beating up um, Orange Cassidy and his crew. And then out comes Katsuyori Shibata. Okay, who is a legend. Yes, exactly. Who is the legend who I mentioned (laughs) on the podcast. He's the guy who's not allowed to wrestle by New Japan because he had the bad injury. So he comes out to save Orange Cassidy and Shibata. He's this hard-hitting, no-nonsense, fucks people up. He's standing toe-to-toe in the ring with Orange Cassidy. And Orange Cassidy looks at him. He takes his sunglasses, puts them on Shibata, and walks away. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) damn. That's great. very entertaining. Um, and then the match, uh, one, one of the best matches, of course, was the tag team match. FTR walks away with another ta- uh, tag titles. So they are now currently the AAA uh, World Tag Team Champions, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, and now the IWGP uh, Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. The only ones that they don't have are the ones in the company that they are currently in, AEW, which is owned, which are held by the Young Bucks, so that's going to be a great match. They fought in the past. Um Main event, we had John Moxley become the interim world AEW World Heavyweight Champion by defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi. And um, great match, no surprise there. Uh, afterwards, Tony Khan announced the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view, Death Before Dishonor. It's going to be taking place on July 23rd. Uh, very much looking forward to that. And after the pay-per-view was over, this past Wednesday, we had the Blood and Guts match uh aw dynamites blood and guts where they have the two rings over one big ass cage and people just fucking go to war in it it was the jericho appreciation society versus the blackpool combat club and um as always jericho and his crew they come out looking like a boy band from the 90s um and it was it was good uh they're going out there there was blood there was broken glass there was thumbtacks there was tables there was kendo sticks there was forks there was skewers um just a whole lot of shit and one phenomenal match. In the end, uh, the Combat Club won uh, by a newly acquired uh, Claudio Castagnoli. I always fuck up his last name. He was Cesaro in WWE. Um, he debuted fighting against Zack Sabre Jr. on Forbidden Door, and he won this match on Dynamite, and it was one hell of a match. Um, so that, that was a lot. That's my wrestling news, though. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, hey, man, the backflip inspector and the backflip inspector instructor mm-hmm. match was the best the highlight of this uh this wrestling news yeah fuck logan yeah. paul <laughs> yeah no i agree i agree um i agree with that I, d- I don't mind the paul brothers um 
there I think I did before, but um I recently saw him on a podcast and um he he plays into the 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 douchebaggery or whatever you want to call it because it, yeah. it's it's the a persona. <laughs> yeah, he plays into the persona. So he's perfect for, I mean not perfect for wrestling, but like that persona's perfect for a wrestler because it draws attention. It brings. It makes people interested and whatnot. So, people take that into real life. Um, he, when he was on the podcast, he was like a real cool dude. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm sure he's great. My my whole hating for Logan Paul has nothing. to do No, with I understand you hate him you know? for because he's not. He's a taking the spot. He's exactly. taking the spot of a wrestler who deserves that spot. Exactly. I, I and I completely him. understand your yeah. point of view. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. That's just that's my two cents on on the Paul brothers. But hey, dude, listen, man, they're. And a lot of people hate on them because of how much money they make um, doing what they do. And it's just like, yo, they were able to game the system, and they're pioneers. So it's Who just wouldn't like, do that? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, uh, kudos to them for, for doing what they do. And, uh, hey, you know. They, they, Seeing him um, there is like that time I saw Snooki at WrestleMania pissing me off. So. Can't knock their hustle. They, they, yeah. they, everybody. They had their mouth in everybody's name. They made a bunch of money and they made a way. Exactly. So it's like you can't hey. knock that. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Let's go. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Uh, my final thought is I finally fucking got my passport, so I feel like a grown uh, nice. adult. I can actually travel the world, and I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Uh, I'm, the first place I'm going out of this country is to to your wedding. Hopefully, if everything yes. goes well, and uh, so uh, that should be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait to leave this country and see life on you know other continents. It's, yeah. it's gonna be fucking exciting. I feel like I've been boxed in my whole life, and now that I'm 30. I'm like <laughs> You're starting I to peacock fly. that cubicle. Uh, yeah. um, peacock, you gotta let me fly. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're finalizing some stuff about the hotels and flights, so we'll let you guys know soon about that. So, you know, um, yeah. don't make any moves yet. So we're trying to get you guys, like, the best rates for everything. Um, All right. I, yeah, I mean, I was looking at flights, and, you know, I was thinking about uh, locking some shit down. But, uh, yeah, let me know. Yeah, just give it a little bit. Like, uh, I, I, it's, it's going to be very soon. But, yeah. Um, gotcha. Dan, what's your final thoughts? Um, You know, my back hurts. Feet are killing me. Mm-hmm. Got a headache. I had a headache for like two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did say we were like sixty-seven on yeah, earlier oh, on yeah. this podcast, so yeah. you're, you're not wrong. His Tupac are just too small now. They're just dude. My shoulder's down. been fucking like hurting forever, and I don't know what's yeah. wrong. I tried stretching. I've, That's all I've three tried of us everything. now. All yeah. the, the shoulder things hit all three of us now. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's it's going on. It's a shoulder on. bug. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, uh, good news is my wrist is back to normal. You know, that's good. Don't, it's, don't it's probably careful. Don't move it's it. Don't move it. Because you know, put that watch on it. Yeah, because you've been double wristing. Now. Yeah, double wristing so hard all day. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yin yang. Look like a fancy <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. You need the um, time, motherfucker. I got you. Both like, sides. Which one you want, digital or Both analog? Both sides. <laughs> yeah. Um, my final thoughts. Um, I don't know. I kind of don't have any since last time Dan answered my question. Kind of shut me down. Um, and um, I remember that. It is what it is, you know. I, I, it's gonna take me a couple of weeks to recover from that, but he, he's demoralized. Uh, and it's funny because like that was the first time you actually had final thoughts. <laughs> yeah, in a while, and you were like, and "Shut the just... fuck up." <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't remember what the question was, but you asked something. I was like, no, no, this is what it is. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I asked okay. about the farming on uh, Tatooine, and you're like, yeah, no, it's a moisture farm. Oh, yeah, the farm. moisture farm, like, what? yeah. yeah. <laughs> the moisture farm. Thank you for listening to Los Wise Guys Podcast. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media. Like, subscribe, rate, share, and review. Go check out our website. Go check out all our cool YouTube content going up every day. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. Thank you.